It's time for another retro throwback sidetrack bonus episode of The Hive Jive. This episode originally titled Misadventures in Beekeeping. <laughs> uh, originally aired on Patreon on April 9th, 2020. Enjoy. Hey, all you Hive Jive junkies out there, it's that time again. Join our hosts, John Swan and Ken Milam for another bonus edition of The Hive Jive. Well, Mr. Ken Milam, I heard you have been having just a hootenanny of a good time. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, let me tell you about the good time. Okay, Thursday. You know, we, well... Ten days ago, Thursday, this last Thursday, we split the the rock half, you know, to make two halves. Max wanted two halves of those because he liked that that queen and thought they were wonderful. <laughs> so she's well, a good laying queen. I want to keep that yeah. queen. <laughs> now, now, before this, we get there. The the hive is laying over on its side, and a cow a had knocked cow, it over. Man. A cow had knocked it over. So I pull up there. Max, he he got he was smart. He put on his suit as soon as we got into the pasture, and and we're driving. He gets out, and as soon as he gets out, I just open the door and open the door and get my, my I'm getting my suit out of the back seat and fixing to put it in there. Well, I'm not even. You know, I just barely got out of the truck and got stung three times. And Max is over there and says, Dad, these me these bees are mean. And and I look at him, he's over there checking, you know, he's already set it back up and he's pulling out frames and checking for look for the queen cells and he's knocking out the little ones, leaving the big ones. And all I see is in his face, he couldn't see through the cloud of bees that were trying to eat him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were gonna fly away with him. And and he says, "Dad, well, I'll tell you the rest of the story." Then we go and pull out. You know, I sent you some pictures of the of the rescue that we did in the water meter box in Lano. And yeah, this is the second one too. This yeah, is the second, second water meter box rescue. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that queen. You know, I sent you a picture. We thought we had killed the queen. She was just cold. We took her out, put her in the five frame nuke box that we had her in. She's fine. She's on the comb now. Huh. Yep. She's just All cold. Right, but anyway, uh, those bees were testy as hell. Well, it was cool and it was drizzling and yeah, so that was part of it too. But uh, Max says, Dad, I have all, I have no more use for mean bees. We're requeening that rock hive. We're requeening the nuke that, that we took or, or the split we did off the rock hive and we're going to requeen everything that we pull out of a water meter box i says well i knew we were going to do that but you want to requeen both the rock hive and the split yes because john says they'll get meaner is as we split them further down so he says i'm requeening everything i said okie dokie <laughs> And you guys are going out there and you are, you're capturing bees from water meters and they're choosing to nest under the ground in a small cavity, five gallon volume or less. And uh, they're going to grow up and be Satan's daughters. And <laughs> yeah, so you guys have all of this, you know, you've set yourself up for this prime, you know, situation going on here. 
the the rock hive was the massive swarm yes that we originally captured out of the tree twice because then the box fell over and they went back and we had to get it again yep so and max has been so proud of that colony because like you said they 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 were just his favorite thing and that was the one that you kind of had gifted him yep. and that queen man she was a rock star she had solid frames of the she, still she is. looked amazing and uh but she just had <laughs> as they're getting bigger now um they're they're able to go through and let you know now to their credit though they they've always been a little bit testy like would go through and would open them and you would have a lot of bees flying and some of them would thump you but as soon as you put them back together and you walked just right around the bush that was right there beside them they'd leave you alone well on that day a cow had knocked the hive over and so they were already pissed off because their whole world was literally sideways yes. And then you get him stood back up. And depending on how long that go, it had been that that happened. It could have just happened, you know, before you guys got out there. And so they're really mad about it. They're still patrolling the area. So you stand them up. Well, now, even though you've done them a favor, they still don't see it that way. They see it that you've been screwing with their colony. So they're still mad. And then you've got to go through and you're not just, hey, is everything okay? You're doing a very intrusive procedure where you're going through every single frame and cutting out basically every queen cell you come to and that in and of itself can can also be a problem um we had a couple of situations where during that process there were some colonies that um one of the one of the colonies that we had taken bees from that needed queens or well was going to be raising their own queen all of the queen cells were along the bottom of the frame and fused to the frame below them. Mm -hmm. So when Max pulled them out, he ripped half of the queen cells in half. And so he was really concerned that he wasn't going to be able to get a viable queen out of that. So we advised him he could go over and take some out of one of the other colonies um, that had a decent queen in it, that had one of the queens that we had requeened the year before, and use a frame out of that that had the eggs and the young larva on it and put into the colonies that he was skeptical of so that at least they would have an opportunity to start a new queen cell if the other ones were not going to be viable right right well you guys have already done a removal those bees were pissed off oh and by the way how long did it take you to do that little removal uh, it took us about half the day half the afternoon <laughs> yeah it was max said you, it was a a four-hour removal adventure or a five-hour removal adventure of a and new was, colony <laughs> It was, it did. It had like two or three combs yeah. and a tiny little water meter box. Um, and I'll let you, I'll let you tell all about that here in just a minute. Cause that was its own thing. But you guys had went out to do this removal. You had worked some bees early in the day. You go out and you do this removal. You're out there all day long. Then you come home and you're dealing with this colony that's already mad. You guys are covered in pheromones <laughs> and you're going into these other colonies that are normally nice, trying to take bees out of they there. They want to eat you too. They're all pissed off because they're like, you stink and it's cold and it's misty and there's a thunderstorm coming. And why the hell are you in here stealing our frames of brood? Yeah, pretty much. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you guys almost got struck by lightning at one point. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was a so, it was a rather a unique day and very what I want to say uh, memorial. It, it was in our memory memorable. forever. <laughs> it was memorable. Yeah. Yeah. So I came out of it listening to you guys tell me this story, laughing, 
And I was like, well, hell, that, that just sounds like a normal day in the world when you're doing bee removals as well as other stuff. You know, you, you're always in a situation where they are pissed off at you and trying to hurt you and you're covered in pheromones. And, you know, and a lot of the times when I do removals, I have to take, you know, you spend the day taking the colonies out of whatever they're in. Then they've got to go to the removal yard and they've got to be dropped off at the very least dropped off, mm-hmm. if not turned around and installed into their new permanent home. And while I'm out there, I need to go ahead and touch five other colonies that day, every day I go out there, so that maybe by the end of the week, I might have seen all of them. And that's not counting going to the main apiary and then doing any of our normal maintenance that we've got to do out there. So again, to me, it was like, oh, that just sounds like a normal day. And you guys were like, to hell with this. (laughs) (laughs) And now I just thought of something. Here... You know, I just got the phone call that I got six packages at the post office. Here, I didn't wash my suit. It's sitting in the back seat with all those pheromones on it. I've got Swarm Commander in my truck. These bees are going to be some kind of messed up by the time they get them back to Lano. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, though, they're all inside of the boxes and, yeah, and they, in the packages. In, so. <laughs> Yeah, so you're you're not gonna be uh, they're not gonna be loose with you in the truck, so you're you're gonna be good on that. But yeah, yeah they they may uh, they may be in a very strange mood by the time you get home, but you won't be installing them today, so that's okay. Um, so on the removal, uh, what what was the deal? Why why did it take you you know hours upon hours to take three comb out of a tiny box? Bees wouldn't move over. They kept they we we kept trying to get them move into the box and they ne- never would move in. We'd get them in the box and they'd move out. And then we'd get them back in the box and then they'd move out. And then Max is sitting there. He's digging and there's a little clump of bees on the ground. And he starts digging. He says, "Dad, look here. It's a queen and she's moving. You know her legs are moving. He, I think she's dead. And so we put her in the box and all the bees went in the box then." So the queen wasn't in there. And so now all the bees are in the box. We close it up and we take it home. And now I says, well, what do we do now? We're going to have to kill the queen, get the, call John. John says he's going to have to take the queen out and then dump it in the other colony that you got earlier. And okay. So that was I'm a, doing this quick for Shannon because she's ready to go somewhere. So, but anyway, uh, so what we did is Max opened up the hive, the queen's up on the comb, and he says, we got a queen. I said, okay, so now we got a mean queen, so we're going to have to take her out and kill her, put a, put, a, put a good queen in there in time once we let them get a little size to them. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a, it's been fun, let's put it that way, and uh, I'm sure we'll be doing it more, but uh it's it, it it's it's a unique experience. How's that? Yeah, absolutely is. The so the when you guys went through and you thought that she was injured or dead, originally you guys told me she was dead. Yeah, we thought she was and dead. I was like, yeah, and I was like, well, for now, leave her in the box because that's going to help attract all the other bees in there and it's going to keep them calm. Once you get them back home, open the box up and take, take the queen out mm-hmm. and then let them stay queenless for at least 24 hours. And then you can turn around. Since how they were tiny, they were only a couple, a couple of comb, comb and they were a small, small swarm of bees. Yeah, very small swarm. You could then take them and put them with the colony that you guys had done from the other water meter removal. And the the method of doing that, in since how these are in top bar containers that they've done rescue bars for. So um, instead of trying to figure out a way to do a newspaper split where you can do that, 
uh, by, you know, hooking the newspaper in, stapling it down, things like that. But instead of doing it that way, what I was saying is, is since how they are sm- so small and the other colony is small as well, you can take that queen out of that box because she's dead. But her pheromones, even though she's dead, her pheromones are still in there. And they're still they're dissipating, but they're still emanating from her in a smaller volume. Mm-hmm. So they will still know that there's a queen. And that'll help kind of keep them docile for a little bit. Well, you go through and then remove her body. It gives them 24 hours to realize there's no queen. So it makes them a little bit more accepting of a new queen. And then you open up the existing top bar and you would go every other bar or every other frame or comb would be from the other colony. So Mm -hmm. you spread them apart and you have one comb from the original colony and then you put one comb from the new removal and then one comb from the original colony, then a comb from the removal and then the rest of the combs from the original colony. Dump all the bees from the removal into the back of that box and seal it up. And they, the switching of the combs mixes up the pheromones enough that it reduces the fighting because then it's just pure chaos and confusion inside there. And with them being queenless for 24 hours, they are more accepting of an, an actual laying queen in there. And it's more, uh, oh, thank God we're saved instead of a get her. Um, that was the, the the method that I told you guys you could right, do. Right. But then, as you said, you found out now, actually, when you went to get in there and open it up, well, now that she's warmed up, she's actually perfectly fine, yep. and she's on the comb, and, and she's going to town. Yep. So, And she has been laying. She was laying. There was eggs in there when it was a very small uh, colony, and there was eggs in the comb. We only had three little bitty combs, but there was eggs. There was pollen. There was nectar in there. They were working. Yeah, that's good. That's very good that they were up and, and going. But again, and and this is something that you guys have realized now. And you know, you've got you're doing these removals. The ones from the water meter boxes are easy to do because you can just get down on your hands and knees and do them, and you're not cutting into surfaces and structures <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> but they are gonna grow up and be mean. And uh, that colony was mean to begin with. They mm-hmm. they weren't appreciative of you guys opening them up no. <laughs> in the cold weather. No. Um, we had a cold front coming through, and so it was like right on the border of happening. And that's where the thunderstorm and the potential lightning strikes came in. And, you know, the barometric pressure is all over the place. And so the bees are just very much like, don't mess with us during this time period, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I did get a kick out of that. And I got a kick out of how quickly Max turned, how quickly he turned on his favorite queen <laughs> oh, yeah. colony. On his favorite colony. He t- he Dad, I have had enough of mean bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were stinging he him like through his his leather his plastic gloves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you remember what we talked about with the the potential tree removal and what I told you oh, about yeah. running the chainsaw. chainsaw. Yep. yep, absolutely, man. They th- that's why I get stung in the hands more than anything else. And I've always got gloves on. I don't go in there and try to be like, oh, I'm all zen and one with the bees. <laughs> and if I was working a colony in my backyard that was just the nicest colony in the world. Sure. Maybe I would go through and do that. But when you're doing removals and stuff like that, no, 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 there, there is no room for, you know, showing off and and trying to pretend like, you know, no, none of that happens. (laughs) So I've always got the nitrile gloves on and I still get stung in the hands all the time. On the tree. Now we are going to do a trap out, but we're waiting until it gets, it quits raining. It's supposed to rain all next week. So we're going to wait till the first pretty day we have and going to have a several days there. Then we're going to go over there and set the, uh, the, the, five frame nuke box, double stack nuke box there. And we're going to do a trap out on them. Now, the, the one thing that I would say though, is if it is cold, all the bees are going to be inside the cavity and they're, they're going to be a little bit less likely to come out. Not that they won't, 
but it may be easier to get your trap out set up when the bees are not active and in the heat of the day than it is if you tried to do it otherwise. So it could behoove you to go out there like tomorrow if it's not raining all day and set them up and get it set up. And then that process starts sooner. Plus everybody's in there. And then when they start coming out because it's warmed up and they're going to go out and forage, it's already ready to go. Well, how about this? Max has said, Dad, you know what we need to do? He, he starts studying too much, looking on the phone. He says, we need to go right underneath that, that cavity and cut that off and then cut the top off. And we, we need to take that home and we can get swarms off of it. I'm sitting there. Oh, uh, that's what you originally wanted to do. You, you, wanted to, you wanted to cap it top and bottom, basically. Just yeah. cut the center section out of the tree because they're going to knock the tree down anyway. Yep. And, uh, and, and board it up and have your own personal little tree hive. You can do that. Um, the, uh, the lady, Mandy, that does Beekeeper Confidential, she has a tree hive in her backyard that's kind of like that. <laughs> so you could totally do that. You could go through and you could cut it. Um, but again, the whole thing is going to be, they're going to be pissed off at the chainsaw. And that was my original thing I told you guys. Yeah, they're you know, going to go there. through and... Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be like they were when you saw them over there already all over Max when he was doing the rock hive and putting it back together. They're gonna cover you head to toe. They're gonna be stinging your hands because your hands are holding on to the loud monster that's chewing through the tree. Um, But yeah, you could do that. You could find the bottom of the cavity, cut that sucker off, and then you know set it on a board and screw it in, and then turn around and, and cut the top off and set it down on a board and or put the board on top and screw it in and just leave their original entrance open. Let it sit there for the rest of the day. Let them come back into it. Once they're all inside there at night, go back out there, staple some window screen over the entrance, pick it up, put it in the truck, take it home, set it wherever you want it to be, and then take the window screen back off. And the next day they're going to orient, and, and then you'll have a permanent little bizarre makeshift tree trunk hive. You know what I might do is I may go over there tomorrow early while it's still cold and nasty and go over there and close that and they only got one entrance we do know that because we've already smoked it and they didn't Uh come out anywhere else close it and then cut it off down real low and then cut it real high and hopefully we don't get into the cavity we might be able to pull that off you might be able to pull that off but i'm gonna bet is it an oak yeah, it's post oak. Yeah, that cavity that cavity goes all the way from the bottom of the tree to the top of the tree. Okay, okay. So yeah, no, the, I don't the oak do rot. That. Yeah, the oak rot in the center of those suckers does definitely go quite a ways. Uh, but you can still do it. I mean, you could get lucky and go low enough that you might find the bottom of the cavity where the bees aren't at and get that open. But the top one might be a trick, um, unless you, unless you just even if you shave off all the limbs. Um, you're still going to open up one of those limbs. If it's about as big as round as your thigh, it, the cavity probably goes up into the center part of it. So it's trick, man. It is really a trick when you're messing with the live oaks out here because of the oak rot. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I think we would do a trap out. <laughs> well, it uh, it just it amuses me to no end, you two, and, and all your shenanigans and antics that you guys get into. Because you know Max is he follows uh, some some beekeepers that I don't necessarily prescribe to their entire doctrine on how they think beekeeping should be because they're they're still living in this uh, imaginary world of pre varroa mite and pre you know uh, Africanized bees and all this other stuff, but. Um, but going through and reading the books, like he, he got you hooked on the Tom Seeley books mm-hmm. and that is, that is absolutely, you know, wonderful information. 
and uh, it's it's just really cool to see you guys out there doing that, um, especially because it's me getting to hear about and watch you guys go do it, and I don't have to be involved. <laughs> and then when we call John and we're talking to him on the phone and there's bees all over us, he says, that's what I sound like. Yeah. Yeah. So now I now I know what it sounds like when people call me and I answer the phone, the phone with the bees everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you guys are having fun, and uh, I'm glad that you both now had a real taste of uh, what it can be like when you're truly doing the bee work that needs to be done on the time frame that it needs to be done, and not necessarily just on a whim when when it feels good to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They- they can definitely be a little testy on certain occasions, for sure. Uh, those Africanized bees are damn sure mean. But, you know, once you've messed with any of them, they finally get there. They do. I mean, like that's something that I've told people ad nauseum, because on the news you're always hearing that, oh, man was stung by Africanized bees. And I'm like, where were they? Well, they were in this tree, or they were in the side of this shed, and he hit the shed with a lawnmower when he was backing up. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the deal. And, and, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, you can have the nicest colony in the world in a proper managed hive. And I guarantee you, if you hit it with a lawnmower, they're going to try to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's just how it goes. It doesn't mean that they're Africanized because of something like that. And so that's why, yes, the rock hive is more testy, but we can't really fault them for their behavior that no, day because there was every situation they had been knocked over they were laying on their side there was a thunderstorm approaching the temperature was dropping (laughs) it was not a good day oh and also they were laying on the side with the entrance the entrance was down face down yeah (laughs) yeah see that is that is the downside to the area where you've got the bees out there it is gorgeous out there but the cattle roam freely Yep. And you had all those boxes set up for those new packages coming in when we were out there doing the first oh, two. Oh, they were knocking them over. And yeah. I, yeah, I counted five boxes that were knocked to pieces out there. Yeah. Um, cows are a pain in the butt, honestly. Yep. They suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're going to try to put bees out there. Um, it's better to have a, a fenced-in, cordoned-off area where you've got cattle panel that they can't get into where you can keep them away from your hives because – you know, that that type of scenario, they knock that entire colony over. If it, for some reason, clogs up the entrance and they can't get out, if it's in the middle of July, your colony overheats, suffocates, and dies. You know, and by the time you get out there and see it, it is basically hive beetles and wax moths. Yep. Yeah, it can be that. I can see that. I think it's because they smell the sweet. I think that's why, or they may just come up, scratch on it. But They scratch on it. Yeah, they, they lean into them and scratch on them. Yep. Well, I'm going to do. Yeah. The, I'm going to put two befores underneath the the cinder blocks, and I'm going to tie the cinder blocks to the hives. That just makes them bottom heavy. <laughs> I don't know that that'll stop them from falling over, but it's a good try. <laughs> no, it'll help. That's all I can say. It'll help. Yeah, maybe it'll the two befores sticking out from them will uh, trip the cows up to where they <laughs> don't get so. as close because it gets their legs. <laughs> <laughs> that work. Oh, there's no telling. Well, sir, any other antics that you did you want to talk about, or are you good? I'm sitting here scratching where they sting me, stung me, but I'm all right. <laughs> I got stung, I only got stung once this last week, and it was in the wrist, and it's still, you can't see where it is, but if I rub my hand over it, I can still feel the little tender spot there. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really know what happened, because I was in my suit, 
and I laid my arm down on a log and I don't know if the bee was on the log and since I laid my arm down on it, obviously I got stung, but it, it compresses those three layers of the suit down to where they can actually reach you. Yep. But I don't know if that's what happened or if she was actually in the suit because <laughs> I was doing one of those, oh, I'm just going to be out here for a minute and I'm going to switch these things out. And so I did not actually like strap my ankles, the suits to the bee, uh, the, 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 <laughs> I did not strap my bee suit to, to the, the boots. boots. <laughs> and normally I do that because if bees fall on the ground and they're by your feet, they're going to crawl up your foot. And then they're going to go up the inside of your pant leg, even if it is a bee suit. Um, and I had my pants tucked into my boots, and then I had the suit on the outside of the boots. But it could have went up the pant leg and then up the outside of the jeans and the shirt and then eventually made it to my arm. But I didn't ever feel it crawling on me, so I'm thinking it was on the, the log. But either way, I did get stung once. once. That was it, just once. Yeah, well, that's all right. Yeah, we you got to take a hit every now and then. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's just par for the course. Those are the knocks you got to take whenever you're you're keeping bees for sure. sure. Yep, it's all fun. It is. It really is fun. It just it's it's a never ending lesson. Uh, last little update on here, and then we'll get off and let you guys go. But the uh, the t shirts we've got everything in. It is all set up, and I have ordered a test shirt to make sure that I really like uh, at least at least that the quality is uh, passing for what we want to do and if it is then we will turn the site on live and everybody will be able to start getting their shirts and for those of you who subscribe to the i believe it's the wicked b level and above where you get the discounts on the merchandise um it may be all levels i don't remember i'll have to go look but those uh those things will be quickly approaching as soon as that shirt arrives and i can go through and take a look at it and make sure that it's all good um we'll be good to go so fun news on that regard um and that's it those are all the updates i've got for the moment well until further hums how's that hums <laughs> buzzes <laughs> i don't know i don't know but anyway uh I will have more stories. I've already we've already had another call. Plus, I gotta go pick up six bunches of bees and drive them ninety miles, six packages. So, I got a feeling that's that true. We're gonna have more stories <laughs> before I well, get home. <laughs> by the time uh, by the time everybody hears this episode on Thursday, uh, your packages will already have been installed. So I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about. Oh yes, <laughs> there'll be plenty to talk about. All right. Well, everybody out there in Patreon land, thank you again so much for your patronage and support, especially during these times. Uh, I know that it is tough out there for everyone. And, uh, you know, do what you got to do. We understand, you know, some people out there at the moment are on furlough. Eric is on furlough. Yes. Um, some people are completely out of their jobs. And, you know, they're not everybody is fortunate enough that they can work from home. So, we totally understand. Do what you need to do. We'll always be here. Your Monday episodes are always free, and you can always come back whenever uh, things have changed, and, and it is definitely no hard feelings on that point. So until, uh, until we talk to you guys again next time, which will be next Thursday, y'all be good. Shannon, say hello to everybody. Hey. <laughs> That's Shannon. <laughs> hey. That's our new producer right now. <laughs> And Thank you, be, Shannon. We, we appreciate you hanging in there, there with us. Absolutely. Even though you're, you're allergic, allergic to bees. I'm <laughs> <laughs> learning a lot, though. <laughs> she says she's learning a lot, and, and this is almost fun just watching y'all and then seeing me with swollen spots all over me. 
man, I wish I could have been there today so I could have just taken pictures of that. This is what Ken looks like after the bees beat him up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, we'll we'll get out of here, and we will talk to you next week. Be safe. Be healthy, family. Be safe. Be healthy. All right. Be good, everybody. Bye. This Hive Jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you, and we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are the bee's knees.